Have you ever considered that your alcohol consumption is holding you back in one or multiple areas of your life? If so, then this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show is for you. Welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show, where each week you will hear the real-world experiences, life lessons, and guided principles that every highly driven man needs to master, their health, productivity, and relationships by sharing conversations with the world's most successful people in fitness, nutrition, supplementation, and mindset. Meet your host, Benjamin Brown. He is a fitness and nutrition expert, consultant to Fortune 500 companies and world championship sports teams, a husband and father of three, and has been helping men transform their physiques, optimize their energy, and own their fatherly mission since 2005. Thank you for joining us today, and without further ado, let's jump right in. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 59 of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Today in the show, we got my buddy James Swanwick. He's an Australian-American investor, an entrepreneur, speaker. He's a former SportsCenter anchor on ESPN and host of the James Swanwick Show podcast, also the author and creator of the 30-Day No Alcohol Challenge. Forbes listed James as one of 25 professional networking experts to watch. James and I get deep and personal on this one as I talk about my experience with his 30-day no alcohol challenge and now going on 90 days of no alcohol, how it has influenced my health, my wealth, my productivity, my relationships. And uh, I know this is something that will resonate with you. Uh, We also talk about sleep and his blue light blocking glasses, which I'm about to order for the whole family. And so We'll jump right in, but uh, I want to hear from you. I want to know if this resonates with you. I'd love to hear some feedback from you and know what I can do to help support you. So have a listen and let me know what you think. Enjoy, guys. James Swanwick, welcome to the show. How you doing, brother? Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's an absolute pleasure having you on. Yeah, You know, we met, um, what, about two and a half months ago at uh, Uri Elkane's event here in Scottsdale, and I have to say that it was... Um, I mean, it was cool to meet you. I I knew a little bit about you, but um, our meeting ended up kind of being transformational for me uh, simply because I'm personally going on day 71 now of no alcohol. And I, you know, while us meeting was a bit of an impetus because it enlightened me to your 30 day no alcohol challenge, which we'll talk about. Um, it just was a kind of pivotal time in my life. So I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm really appreciative to have you on the show and I'm looking forward to diving in and sharing uh, everything with our listeners. So thank you. You're welcome and congratulations on being all of those days alcohol free. I, I can't wait to find out how it's, uh, how it's impacted you and your health and your relationships and your energy levels. Yeah, dude, it's been revolutionary. Absolutely. Um, but w- we'll talk a little bit about it here. Um, I'd love to share, but you know, before we get into that, James, just a you know brief background about who you are, where you come from, how you came up with uh, the thirty day no alcohol challenge. In like yeah, this. yeah. Well, I'm I'm Australian American. I, I grew up in Brisbane, Australia, which is on the east coast. Um, lived in London for four years. Was a sports journalist and a and a newspaper reporter for many years. Moved to Los Angeles um, in 2002, so I've been here about 16 years on and off. Uh, hosted Sports Center on ESPN for a couple of years, was a lot of fun. Gave up drinking, got a lot of clarity and focus and energy in my life, and that really propelled me forward into my entrepreneurial journey. And I created a program, as you just said, called the 30 Day No Alcohol Challenge. And also a a new program actually called Project 90, which specifically helps entrepreneurs quit drinking for at least 90 days. Um, And then also created a a sleep company uh, called Swanwick Sleep. And and we produce a pair of blue light blocking glasses called Swannies, which you wear in in the last hour before you want to sleep. It improves your sleep. And uh, my life really is um, all about health and energy and and focus and clarity. And so I like to practice best health practices if I can. Sure. Um, while not being so stringent on it, you know, I'm kind of like an 80, 20 kind of guy, like 80% of the time I'll, I'll do all of the, the, the health practices that, that I've learned about and 20% of the time, like last night, I'll, I'll have a packet of Doritos and enjoy them. (laughs) Sure. 
Absolutely. No, that's awesome. What, uh, what prompted your move from Australia to LA of all places? Yeah, well, I actually went from Australia to London, England for four years. And, and when, you're, when you're in your early 20s in Australia, um, you get to live and work in the UK for two years. The United Kingdom actually gives Australians a two-year work visa. Okay. So, so many young Australians before the age of you know, 24, 25 will take advantage of that, head over to the UK, work, earn the British pound, and then use that to go traveling and backpacking around the world or save up, you know, British pounds and turn it into Aussie dollars and buy a house if they go back. So I went over there and the impetus really for moving over to the US was that I had a girlfriend in London and she dumped me on a Friday night and I was devastated. And I literally just quit my job the following Monday and then booked a flight to LA for no particular reason other than I wanted warm weather and somewhere to mend my broken heart. And I... And, September 30th, 2002, I flew into Los Angeles airport. I lived in the Hermosa Beach hostel for 90 days and 90 nights. <laughs> nice. Figured out how to get a work visa here and, and that's, that's how I ended up here. And so walk us through the, so once you got to LA, what did your life look like then and, and how did that propel you to get to the point of creating the 30 day no alcohol challenge? Yeah, well, I ended up interviewing movie stars for a living for about five years. So I figured out how to, to interview people like Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston and Robert De Niro and Jack Nicholson, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Tom Cruise. And I would interview them for movie, movie junkets and, and sell those articles or those stories to newspapers and magazines around the world. And it was fun. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I got to go to the Oscars, the Golden Globes. I got to go and party at the Playboy Mansion. Uh, I got to interview Hugh Hefner, actually, in his library for about an hour. Um, wow, that's pretty cool. And, and you know, I had, I had a great time. And I was going to these parties in Hollywood. And, you know, there were open bars. And there were celebrities. And there was, right. you know, hedonism. And I wouldn't say, I, I mean, look, I never became an alcoholic. But I just drank heavily, you know, like, I mean, I, I drank what society would deem to be, you know, society would call me, oh, just a normal drinker. I mean, if I wasn't yep. going out and I was at home, I might have a couple of glasses of wine each night, maybe a couple beers. Sure. And then on, and if I went out to an industry party, then I'd drink a lot more. And if the football was on on a Sunday, I'd drink, you know, I might drink, knock back five or six beers over the course of four hours. But I, I just realized in 2010 that my drinking was holding me back. You know, I put on weight. My skin looked dry and weathered. Uh, I had really low energy. I wasn't sleeping particularly well. My, I, I didn't really have great romantic relationships. I, it was just blah. It wasn't like, it wasn't rock bottom, but sure. I wasn't flourishing either. I, was, I just felt like a six out of 10 maybe, you know, just kind of like I was existing in the world. Yep. So I decided to quit for 30 days and just to see if I could do it. And in 30 days, I lost 13 pounds. I slept better. My skin improved. My clarity and focus soared. And that was around the time I got my dream. I ended up having an opportunity to audition for Sports Center on ESPN to be to one of the be one of the anchors there. And because I had that clarity and focus, I ended up getting that job, and I hosted that iconic television show for two years. So I was like, "Man, this not drinking is actually pretty damn good. Yeah. I might just keep on going." And I literally haven't drunk since. I mean, I haven't even had a sip of alcohol since I took that initial 30-day challenge and my whole life's transformed. That's awesome. Good for you. It's definitely a pivotal decision. It's something that can be so beneficial for people, even if it's just cutting back on drinking. But you know, I found that for myself, very similar situation. I would by no means consider myself an alcoholic, um, just social drinker, you know, to the degree that it would be a couple drinks, you know, would drink a night, sometimes a couple drinks on the weekends or more if buddies are in town or something like that. And so I knew that, but like you said, it kind of blah, just not feeling like I was being the best that I could be, not living up to my own expectations of myself uh, as a businessman, as a father, as a husband, um, you know, as a friend, as a community member. 
And so kind of in the back of my mind, knowing I feel like, and especially as a health practitioner of all things, like preaching nutrition and health and fitness, it's like, you know, if there's anything that's not being congruent with where I am in my life, it's the fact that it's probably my alcohol intake, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew it was kind of percolating in the back of my mind and then running into you at Yuri's event, kind of, I already knew of your 30 day no alcohol challenge. And then I was running a fitness challenge for a group of people. And one of the guys in the group, I knew he was struggling with alcohol intake. And so I challenged him. I said, look, buddy, I challenge you to go the next 30 days, no alcohol, and I'll do it with you. And right there, you know, I gave my word and I haven't looked back yet. Uh, and I have to say, man, it's, it's really been a transformative for me in every aspect of my life, far more than I could have ever anticipated. And mm. the first 30 days were pretty darn easy. I mean, there was a, you know, I'm a rugby player or a, a semi-retired rugby player is what I should call myself. And uh, so kind of after those, you know, after those matches, the guys going out for beers, that, that was tough at first. Um, we had a big tournament most recently. And, you know, so of course there's social situations, but in, at the end of the day, it's, it's like just wanting to live your best life and just wanting to put your best self forward and in positively influence everyone around you and not even give yourself an opportunity to sabotage. Um, so, you know, that's been just a, a brief bit about my feedback about the 30 day challenge, which is now, you know, by the time this comes out, it'll be well over three months um, at least. But uh, what have you experienced in your, in your 30 day no challenge community? Mm. Um, well, um, amazing transformations for you also. Congratulations on that. Thanks for sharing your story. Um, I too, I, I played rugby for 20 years. In fact, when I moved to Los Angeles, I played for Los Angeles rugby club and mm-hmm. we used to go to Sharky's in Manhattan beach for post match celebrations. And if I was, uh, unfortunate enough to win the man of the match award, which was yeah, pretty, right. which, which was pretty rare, I have to say, <laughs> um, Use the boot. They would make me literally like skull. We call it, we say, call it sculling in Australia, but um, chug, uh, chug. Thank you. Yeah. American chug. They would make me chug like a a huge amount of beer, either out of a boot or out of, or out of a a big, you know, plastic or glass jug, you know, and, and chant, you know, chant, drink, drink. Shoot the boot, shoot the boot. (laughs) <laughs> and I would, and I would hate doing this. I mean, I was, I, I just thought it was so idiotic. I mean, I understood the camaraderie and I understood that we were all, you know, we'd gone into battle on the rugby field for 80 minutes and would come out and, you know, we were all brothers in arms and all that kind of stuff. But I, I didn't feel like that somehow meant that I needed to go and drink copious amounts of beer after the match. I mean, I'm dehydrated enough as it, as it is because I've sweated out everything. And now you want to just, you want me to pour poison down my throat and do it with a big smile on my face only to then possibly go outside and throw up later <laughs> or feel like shit or not be able to drive home to my place in Hollywood where I was living because I drunk too much. And so now I'm having to like crash at someone's house, wake up the next morning, go back. My whole day's ruined. Why? Just so for like one hour, I can smile and go, oh, isn't this great that we're just drinking this poison and destroying yeah. our bodies? I mean, I, did, I, I thought it was, was, was crazy. But to answer your initial question, I've had thousands of people all around the world do the 30-day no alcohol challenge and now entrepreneurs doing Project 90. And people have been completely changing their lives. I mean, to the point of losing one person's lost 50 pounds. If you can believe that um, there are countless others who've lost at least 25 pounds. Um, people have saved marriages. Uh, a woman came up to me in Austin, Texas last year. I was at the paleo FX conference and she walked up to me and she said, are you James Swanick? And I said, yeah, she goes, Oh my God, I did your 30 day no alcohol challenge. And I did it with my husband and he and I were having some serious marital problems and, you know, we weren't communicating, we were fighting, and I thought we were going to get divorced. And we stumbled across your 30-day no alcohol challenge. We both committed to doing it. And in those 30 days, we, we just reconnected with one another. 
We weren't relying on alcohol, so we conversed. And we weren't irritable because of the alcohol, so we were a lot calmer. And not drinking really gave us the focus and clarity to be able to work on our, on our marriage. And now we're just so excited and, and so happy. And she actually started to cry to, as she was finishing this. She goes, I just want to thank you so much because I've got my husband back and everything is, is just going great. And I said, oh, you, you're, you're so welcome. And, you know, that's one story and that was lovely. But, you know, there are countless others of people who've, whose whole life have transformed by simply eliminating a seemingly innocent glass of wine per day. I mean, I'm not talking, I'm not saying these people are even right. he- heavy, heavy drinkers a lot of the time. Sometimes they're just drinkers. Right. But yeah. just one drink, one seemingly innocent, seemingly relaxing glass of wine at the end of a long day that you have is enough for you to have your sleep be disrupted enough that you wake up just a little bit irritable and a little bit tired and a little bit lacking in focus, clarity, energy, and productivity, which has this spiraling effect of disrupting your entire day, the way that you show up in the world, the way you communicate with people, the way that you work, your productivity, the way you look. And that just one seemingly innocent glass of wine every night is enough for you to live life at a six out of 10 versus a nine out of 10. So the question really is, do you want to just exist in the world or do you really want to live? Do you really want to flourish? And so people who've joined my 30 day no alcohol challenge and have completed it have made their choice and now they're flourishing. Entrepreneurs who join my project 90 program have made their choice and now they're flourishing. Yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, I've, I've come to the realization that it, it, alcohol is really this, and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to preach here. People do whatever they want to do. Just creating awareness around your alcohol intake, I think it first and foremost is one of the most important things you can do. If you don't think it's an issue, okay, fine, but be honest with yourself. And, you know, if you do think it's an issue even a little bit, then give yourself an opportunity to change and just just try it out, see what happens, right? You can't lose. You're going to learn more about yourself one way or the other. But, I, you know, I've come to this realization that it's this massive correlational factor in our life. And it's the correlational factor that by consuming alcohol, it can potentially affect so many other areas negatively. And so I'm a nutritionist by trade, a health coach by trade. And so when we talk to clients about weight loss, you know, oftentimes we just talk about calories in, calories out, you know, managing their calories on a daily basis. Obviously, we want to create a caloric deficit to lose weight. But when you factor in the decisions that people make because of these correlational factors like alcohol, like sleep, then it creates a whole different dynamic around the amount and types of foods that people eat. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. With respect to saying, if I just have one glass of wine, fine, from a calorie perspective, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe it helps relax me, but also maybe it messes with your blood sugar. Maybe it causes you to snack more at night. Maybe it causes you to eat more sweets for dessert, which thereby reduces the quality of your sleep. When your sleep is reduced, um, you get poor, you know, worse blood sugar management, poor insulin control. You wake up in the morning, you're going to be a lot more likely to crave carbohydrates and to poorly manage carbohydrates all day long and, and so on and so forth. So like you said, it just creates this cascade of things that can potentially happen in our life that we have full control over, which may very well be just nixing that, that glass of wine that we feel we need to help us relax. Well, let me say this. Um, you're absolutely right, everything that you said. And also, that glass of wine that you think is relaxing you is actually causing you to be more stressed. Now, it is true that when you drink a glass of wine, you have this temporary, illusionary feeling that you have relieved your stress and that you're relaxing. Okay? But here's the thing you're actually mistaking that feeling for simply relieving your alcohol withdrawal. When you drink alcohol, 
and it's a poison, right? And when as those toxins leave the body, it leaves your body leaving you with want, a feeling of wanting more. So towards the end of the following day, when it's five o'clock and you finished work at six o'clock and you're like, oh, I really want to drink, you're mistakenly thinking it's going to relieve you of your stress. But really, it all is doing is relieving you of your alcohol withdrawal. And it's keeping you in a cycle of creating stress. Because here's the thing, right? You have that glass of wine and, and alcohol disrupts your sleep. So you, don't, you do not sleep as deeply as you possibly could. Now, you may, it may in fact be true that having the glass of wine makes you sleepy and it ends up helping you fall asleep quicker than, ordered than if you didn't have the glass of wine. That may, that may in fact be true. However, the quality of your sleep is severely compromised because your liver is now trying to break down that wine. So your body's not relaxing. It's working as you're sleeping. Uh, like you said, your blood sugar levels go up. When you wake up in the morning, because you haven't slept as deeply as nature intended you to sleep, guess what happens? Now you have lower energy. And because you have lower energy, you're more inclined to want to add a couple of sugars or some cream to your coffee. Yep. Or you're more inclined to want to have a Red Bull to give you a little you know, pick-me-up. Or you're more inclined to want to have a Kit Kat or a bagel or some kind of sugary substance in the morning to create energy just to get you going. Which, of course, if you eat that crap, which it is, you then get this temporary 20-minute burst of energy and you feel great. But then 20 minutes turns into 30 minutes and all of a sudden you like, you start to crash. Not to mention the fact that you've just put all these dead, empty calories in you. So now you're going to put on a little bit of weight. And because you put on a little bit of weight, your confidence is going to go down. Because your confidence is going to go down, you're going to seek refuge in this seemingly relaxing glass of wine every night. So you have the glass of wine to make yourself feel better, which then starts the whole vicious cycle again. So one glass of wine is enough to destroy your sleep, destroy your looks, because if you don't sleep well, you don't look as well, inspire you. (laughs) I'm not sure what inspire is the right word, but um, get you eating unhealthy foods, putting on weight, sapping your energy, helping you to crash throughout the day, and keeping you in this perpetual, perpetual cycle. And it's just one seemingly innocent glass of wine that can do this to you. And yet society says, oh, have a glass of wine. It's great. Let's celebrate. Yeah, let's go out and have drinks. And it's, it's preposterous. We've been living in a matrix. Yeah, it's just, it's far too socially acceptable to drink, you know, period. But to say nothing of the amount that's socially acceptable to drink. Hey, brother, are you struggling to find the energy to function at your best as a businessman, father, and husband? I want you to know you're not alone. And sadly, the conventional wisdom these days around healthy eating and exercise that has saturated the mainstream is flat out wrong. If you want to find the solution to optimizing your energy and body composition without restrictive dieting, soul-crushing workouts, or adding more to your already stressful and overflowing schedule so that you can finally function like the man you know you can be, then we need to chat. Are you ready to move from exhausted to energized by working smarter, not harder? Go ahead and schedule your free strategy call at www dot bslnutrition.com forward slash level up. I'm looking forward to our conversation and enjoy the rest of the show. With that, James, what have you observed with respect to the power of the community around your 30-day no alcohol challenge? How have people benefited from that? Well, I'll tell you this. There was a book written called The Power of Habit by an author called Charles Duhigg, New York Times bestselling. And in this book, he, he outlines all of the things that human beings do, these bad habits that we, that, you know, and why we have these bad habits. But one of the good habits and one of the most poignant lines from his book was change occurs amongst other people. So what that means is this. You can try and quit alcohol or quit smoking or quit porn or shopping or sugar or whatever on your own and maybe you get there through brute willpower alone. Maybe. However, when you do it amongst a group of like-minded people, 
then change becomes possible and change becomes likely and probable. So the, the power really of the 30 day no alcohol challenge, the power of project 90 is getting in a group of people who are also doing the same challenge as you, because they are there to support you. They are there to hold you accountable. They are going through exactly the same thing as what you are doing. So in the 30 day, no alcohol challenge, I've created a Facebook group, a closed Facebook group where you go in and you post, you know, I'm on day one, I'm on day two, here's day 13. Someone might post, oh, I'm struggling. And then other people will jump in and give them some support. Just having that group of support and that accountability is enough to inspire change. Now, my Project 90 program for entrepreneurs, the, the investment to do that is in the thousands of dollars. And people you know, who are giving me objections to that will say to me, well, hang on, James, why would I invest thousands of dollars just to, to, to do something that I can do myself? I can quit alcohol for 90 days. And the truth is you can. You can quit alcohol for 90 days, but have you and will you? Right. And unfortunately, I know from my own experience that more often than not, the answer is you won't. No, the answer is no, you won't do it yourself. You'll try, you'll start a million miles an hour and you'll go, I got to day three or I, got, I did a week. And then something happens and then bang, all of a sudden you have a drink and now it's a slippery slope and next thing you know, you're back drinking again. So you can do it on your own, but have you and will you? And so the investing thousands of dollars, at least for the Project 90 program, when you pay, you pay attention. When you cough up your hard-earned cash, your hard-earned savings, and you put it into something, then you have accountability. Then you seek accountability. Then you want it. Then you crave it because you're not going to invest all that money into something and just go, ah, you know what? bugger it, I'll just drink anyway. No way. Right. You're investing in getting accountability. And so getting in a group of like-minded people who are doing the same thing as you is where change actually happens, okay? Doing it by yourself, you're setting yourself up for failure. And then investing something, money, time, is when you really pay attention, is when you really get the results. When you pay, you pay attention. When you get something for free, you do not value it and you just kind of like, eh. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have skin in the game and it's with, with anything. Like you said, when you pay, you pay attention, but simply being invested in something, you know, it's, it, whether it's having a nutrition coach, a fitness coach, right? When you hire a personal trainer, you're not just going to no-show on your personal training sessions. You have accountability built in. You know you already paid them for those sessions. You're going to show up. Same thing for a business coach. Same thing for a, a coach in any, any trade. So, I can absolutely appreciate that um, as having, you know, you to facilitate that, that no alcohol process. I think it's a great idea. What are some of the frequent objections that you're seeing within your community with respect to the alcohol, right? I, so here we are. Um, this will come out after the holidays, but of course, we've got the holidays here saying, uh, you know, holidays are tough for me right? We have family or friends. There's more societal pressure, blah, 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 blah. What, what, what are your, how do you overcome those objections? It's so funny you asked me that because literally half an hour before I got on the call with you, I responded to this very question. In fact, why don't I just read out? This is a, a question that I got in the 30 Day No Alcohol Challenge Facebook group. I, I won't say his last name, but his name's Richard. And I'll read out what he, what he yeah, asked me. He asked me for tough love because I actually have a thread going in my Facebook group of the 30 Day No Alcohol Challenge called Tough Love. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, 95% of the time in the group, everyone's supporting, positive, understanding, caring. But for 5% of the time, I've created this thread where I say, anyone want tough love? Like anyone want to be told off by me and like have yeah. me really come at you savagely? And so those who are brave enough and courageous enough will post in there and then I'll come right back at him. So he said, this guy Richard said, um, uh, I wanted to do 30 days off alcohol in December because in November I drank too much and I wasn't realizing my goals and getting back into the finance industry and the health. I'm drinking a fraction of what I was consuming, but I'm not honoring my decision to commence the challenge December 1st. And I'm delaying starting the 100% no alcohol challenge until January 1st. 
holiday season is tough. Give it to me, big boy. <laughs> so I said, Richard, holiday season tough? Please. I eat holiday season for breakfast. I go to Christmas parties. I sat at the Felix Bar in Venice Beach last week for a Christmas party, sipping soda water while those around me drank vodka and wine and champagne. Did I have a dull time? No. Am I dull? No. Were people charmed by me? Yes. Did I have a great time? Yes. Stop blaming special events like holiday season or weddings or anniversaries or parties as an excuse to drink. You're associating alcohol as some type of reward or pleasure or signifying that alcohol is some type of celebration. It's not. Alcohol is a joke. It's a poison. I am so bored of listing all the reasons why even one drink destroys your life. You know it. Your reward is outstanding health and outstanding life. So man up already. Step up. Rise up. That's great. It's just, you know, embracing it. Like, come on, man. Quit lying to yourself and telling you that it's something that you need. Or you're just making it, it's as difficult as you, you make it to be. And it can be as simple as you make it to be. And I'll give you an example. I'll give you two examples real quick is, you know, one of the things that I interpreted as being difficult was if I'm going out with my wife, we like to, go, you know, we'll go out for dinner um, on the uh, rare occasion that we go out. We'll go out for dinner and have a couple of drinks or split a bottle of wine or something like that. And she was doing it with me. Um, she basically is doing it with me. Um, and so we went out the other night and uh, we asked for two wine glasses. We got a big bottle of Pellegrino sparkling water. I've got a tray full of lemons and limes and squeezed the, the lemon and lime into the water. And it was incredibly satiating and delightful. And I felt present and we had great conversation and I wasn't dulled. My senses weren't dulled. And I feel so much that it's just the habitual aspect of what we think, what we think the power of alcohol has. And the second example is just the other night, we had a big party, a big gala, and my wife spoke, and we had all of our friends around us at our tables, and they were drinking, and of course, I made this commitment, and so I was just sipping on uh, sparkling water and, and lime and perfectly content doing it, and I'm you know, comfortable enough with uh, myself to be able to say, you know, I'm not drinking right now and taking a break and, and all of that stuff, and it was... Uh, again, just as pleasurable of an experience uh, to be there, um, to be around all of our friends. And then even so much so after the fact that we got home and it was like 1, 1.30 in the morning and normally I'd be passed out, right? Get home, shoes off, face down in bed at that point. And we sat on the couch and we had a conversation and it just was so much better than it has been previously. And, and I can make that same correlation to so many different areas to business and to, to my relationship with my kids. And, and so I think you can make all the excuses you want. It's the same with anything. It's the same with your finances, it's the same with your nutrition. Oh, it's the holidays, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'll start on the new year. Bullshit, man. It's bullshit. Start now. Stop making the excuses. Stop sabotaging yourself. What do you really want out of your life? Who do you really want to be? Right. Own up, man up. Uh, so, yeah. And you know what? The guy, I agree with you hundred percent. And he actually has already just come back to me. He responded <laughs> the, the guy, Richard, I was referring yeah, to. Yeah. What did he say? 34 minutes ago, he just posted this. He said, thanks, James. It's time for me to take off the alcohol skirt and put on some pants and man up. <laughs> hey, there you go. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's true. It's true. So, I want to transition, James. Um, you know, we talked about sleep, right? The, the, the impact of alcohol and sleep. Now, I've talked a lot about sleep on this podcast. I've had some sleep experts on, but I want you to talk about um, what you're doing to help people improve their sleep. Yeah. So I have a sleep company. It's called Swanwick Sleep. You can check it out at swanwicksleep.com. And our main product, what we're known for, is a pair of stylish blue light blocking glasses that are named Swannies. My last name is Swanwick. The nickname is Swanny. 
our customers started to call our glasses swannies. And these blue light blocking glasses have an orange lens to them. And when you wear these glasses in the last 45 minutes to an hour before sleep, what it does is that it blocks out the artificial blue light from your cell phone, from your TV screen, from your computer, from your bathroom light, kitchen light, alarm clock light, bedroom light, reading light, and all of that light is disrupting our sleep, okay? So when we wear the glasses, the orange lens blocks the blue light, your body starts to naturally flow with as much melatonin that nature intended you to have, and that makes it a lot easier for you to fall asleep, a lot easier for you to sleep deeply, and a lot easier for you to wake up feeling energized and refreshed in the morning. Now, people always ask me this question. They always, well, they, they give me this objection, I should say. Oh, but hang on. My iPhone has that setting, that night shift setting where you can reduce the blue light exposure. And oh, and I know all about flux on my computer. I use flux on my computer, which also reduces the blue light exposure. And so I don't need those glasses. Well, here's what I say. Night shift on your iPhone is good. It gives you about a three out of 10 protection from the blue light coming at you from your phone. And Flux is a great app on your computer, which does also reduce the blue light exposure at night on your computer. Both of those will give you good protection, three out of 10 protection. However, there is still light coming at you from your bathroom light, from your kitchen light, from the speedometer light in your car, from the street lights, from the traffic lights from the lights that light up the golden arches of McDonald's as you're driving along the street. All of that light has blue light in it. It all has electronic artificial blue light. And too much light at night is destroying your sleep. No, you do not wear the glasses as you sleep. That would be ridiculous, right? You wear the glasses right up until the point where you switch off the light, you switch off your phone, and then you remove the glasses in the dark and then you roll over and go to sleep. I gotta tell you, I sleep almost flawlessly. And I gotta tell you, I am guilty as you are, I'm sure, of going to bed with my phone. I go to bed with my phone and before I go to sleep, I, I do, I wind down by looking at a bit of Instagram or sometimes I'm on a YouTube. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I wish I didn't do it, but I'm guilty of it. But I'll, let me tell you something, I do it while wearing a pair of my Swanee's blue light blocking glasses. And so I know that when I do that, I'm protecting my eyes, my body prepares for sleep, and then ultimately I put my phone over to the side, take my glasses off, roll over, and I sleep flawlessly. Nice. Yeah, I've been wearing, uh, I got a pair from Yuri uh, several months ago, and I've been wearing those. I wear those at night. Um, I don't, in fact, I try not to for the most part, stay away from my phone, you know, an hour before bed or so. But my wife, on the other hand, she's the one that's on her phone in bed. So I may be getting her a pair. Uh, I will, in fact, be getting her a pair because it drives me absolutely mad. But I'm sure all of you listening, uh, you can relate because you more than likely are, if you're not on your phone in bed, maybe you're in bed watching television and the blue lights from the TV are ex extremely stimulating. So if nothing else, you know, if you're not going to turn the TV off, which I suggest you do, uh, at least block those blue lights out to save your sleep. And I've noticed a definite difference, uh, both from one from the no alcohol, two from uh, eliminating the blue lights in terms of the quality of my sleep. And I've even measured it because I have an aura ring. Mm. I've mentioned the aura ring on the show, but the aura ring measures your stages of sleep and the, and the amount of REM sleep, the amount of deep sleep, the total sleep time, your resting heart rate, your heart rate variability. But I've actually observed that, uh, well, a big one was stopping the alcohol mm. and what it did to the quality of my deep sleep. It significantly mm -hmm. enhanced my deep sleep. And then I, I do think the blue light makes a difference. I can't honestly say that I've seen a, a direct objective correlation, but I know for me now, even just, you know how it is like if you're, uh, if you're somewhere and you, you know, the light screens go on at night and you're not wearing your glasses, it almost seems like it's so bright mm. for you. I don't know if you, if you experience that or not, but for me, if the kids turn on the television at night or something, I almost need to have the glasses on because it feels so bright to me. And so with the, 
with the blue light blocking glasses, just real quickly, what was the impetus to get those going? How did that come about? Well, my sleep was always okay. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible either. But I was at a, uh, a hotel in Palm Springs with a friend of mine, and he was wearing a really ugly pair of, of UVEX safety goggles to dinner. Yeah, and like the blue blockers? Yeah, they were, they were very unpleasant, very ugly. And there was a table of very attractive women sitting adjacent to us. And so I was, I was looking at him. I was looking at the women and I said to my friend, Mark, get those ridiculous things off. You look ridiculous and you're making me look ridiculous by association. Nice. And so he said, no, man, I'm trying to block the blue light. And I'm like, blue light, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, look, look above us, this hotel restaurant, the lights above are emitting blue light. And that's tricking our body and brain into thinking that it's daytime when it's actually nighttime. So I went back to Los Angeles because I, I respect my, my friend's opinion. He's, he's a big health enthusiast. And so I went back to LA and uh, I dug into my cupboard and I found an old pair of uh, ski goggles that I would, uh, I would wear every year when I go skiing at um, Park City in Utah. And the ski goggles had this kind of amber lens to it. So I, for a week, I put on these ridiculous ski goggles and started watching reruns of the TV series Mad Men on, the, on AMC. And what I found is that as I was watching this TV show through the goggles, I actually started to tire a lot quicker. And so I would remove the goggles and I'd turn off the light and go to sleep. And then I realized when I woke up that I actually slept noticeably better. Now, I, I thought, oh, maybe there's placebo effect here. So I did it for 30 days just to test and you know my sleep noticeably improved the only problem was i got this text message on a friday night from a friend of mine who said hey we're at the laurel hardware restaurant around the corner from you on santa monica boulevard come and join us and it was 9 30 at night i'm wearing these stupid ski goggles and i really wanted to sleep well that night because i intended to get up and go to the gym early in the morning and, and yeah. have a great day and I didn't want to go out wearing the ski goggles, but I didn't want to remove the ski goggles. And that was when the idea hit me. I was like, how do I create a stylish pair of blue light blocking glasses that I could feel comfortable wearing them out to a restaurant in Hollywood on a Friday night and that people wouldn't look at me going, what are you wearing? You look like a freak. Right. And so that was when I, I said, you know what, I'm going to create a stylish pair of blue light blocking glasses. So the first pair, the first iteration, if you like, of the Swannies looked like a pair of Ray-Bans. They just looked like Ray-Ban style, but with an orange lens in it. And then subsequently, since then, we've, we've put out, you know, a clear frame glasses, a, a women's style, cat eyes, a, sort of like a cat eyes frame. We've got neon colors for kids, you know, green and pink oh, nice. and red and blue, yellow. Um, we've got a pair of fit over glasses that go over the top of your prescription glasses. If you wear prescription glasses and we also give the, give you the ability to be able to, to order a pair of prescription blue light blocking glasses as well on our, on our website. Um, and then, um, yeah, so we kind of, our brand, I guess, has become associated with fun and cool and kind of you know, sexy at times, I guess, you know, rather than like looking like a geeky biohacker who's right, kind of looking like you're a meth chemist or something. <laughs> nice. No, that's great. And, and I do enjoy the glasses and I'm glad to hear that you got some, some pairs for kids because I'd like to get uh, my kids um, a pair. And for those of you listening, if you're interested, I'm going to share a discount code at the end of the show. And then of course it'll be in the show notes. So hang tight for that code. James, Really good stuff, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up here in a minute, but I just want to ask you a couple more questions. First is, what is the best advice that you've ever received? Just do it and do it now. It's very simple because how many times do we get stuck in our head? Should I? Shouldn't I? Well, yes. maybe I'll do it later. Yes. I'll do it next week, next month, next year. And there's never a perfect time. You just got to take the now the time right now and go and make it perfect. And so just doing it and doing it now I, I has completely transformed my life. That's really good advice that we all can take to heart, uh, especially because we're talking about health, nutrition, alcohol, fitness, the new year. And so you can figure that out, but stop waiting, make it happen. Uh, James, what are two or three people or resources that you've 
been learning from over the past year that you'd be willing to share that have been really valuable for you, obviously? So in terms of health, um, I've been really doubling down on intermittent fasting. So, you know, trying to only eat in an eight hour window and then not eating at all for 16 hours. And so what that does is it speeds up your metabolism. It keeps the weight off, keeps you lean. It actually stimulates muscle growth. If you're, if you're trying to, you know, build muscle in the gym, it's great for clarity, focus, digestion. Um, so I've been reading up on, you know, on many, many sources around intermittent fasting and really practicing that as we're recording this, it's 9:48 AM in the time zone that I'm in at least. And, uh, you know, I've had a cup of lemon tea or lemon water. I, you know, I boil some water and I squeeze some lemon into it and that doesn't break your, uh, right. your fast. And that's enough, you know, that, that's enough for my breakfast. So I, I don't, I tend not to have start, have breakfast until after 12. My goal is just, you know, don't, don't eat any morning, yep. only, only eat in the af afternoon or evening. And if you stick to that, then you tend to be able to make it a, a consistent Thing. Now, having said that, there are a couple of mornings, a couple of days per week where a friend wants to invite me out for brunch or I want to do something and it's fine. I'll have, I'll have a brunch at 10.30 or I'll have something like that. But for at least five days a week, I'm, I'm not, I, I just skip breakfast entirely. Yep. 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 We're all pretty familiar with intermittent fasting. We've talked about it a little bit. Um, any other people or resources that you think are yeah. profound enough? Yeah. Buddy of mine really really great friend of mine is a guy called Max Lugavere and he wrote a New York times bestselling book called genius foods. And, uh, I was friends with him as he was writing it and he was kind of like a, I wouldn't say a no name, but he was kind of like, you know, not very well known kind of guy in the health space. And he would come over to my place in New York when I was living at the time. And he'd tell me about, he was reading this, writing this book. And then he finally launched this book in 2018 and it blew up became a New York Times bestselling author and, he, and his Instagram page went from like 4,000 followers to now I think it's like 225,000 followers in the space of like six months. And his Instagram page is amazing for health mm, stuff. stuff. I mean, he's so good at, at just breaking down, eat this, don't eat this, you know, awesome. do this, don't, don't, don't do this. So if you do follow him, I make sure you message him and say, Hey, I, I found you through listening to James Swanick on, on Ben Brown's podcast. Perfect. And make sure, make sure you follow me on Instagram as well, by the way. At well, we'll have a, of course, I'll, I'll give you a second here in a second here. We'll plug your, your, your <laughs> social media cause you're a beast on social media and you're just a beast with networking in general. Um, but last question for you, buddy, uh, because this is a smart nutrition made simple show, we got to talk just a second about nutrition, whether good or bad. I, my question is if you could only have one meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the rest of your life, same meal, what would it be? I mean, it would be pretty simple. It would be chicken, chicken breast with sweet potato and an assortment of greens, whether that be beans or uh, Brussels sprouts or, you know, a kale salad with some, you know, little bits of some walnuts or something like that. I mean, that's really a really staple paleo meal that I like, that I enjoy. I put flavor, I put flavor on it with some, you know, I might put some hot, little bit of hot sauce some salt and pepper or some, I don't know, something, some kind of spice to it. But really, for me, that's a solid meal that I could just eat and eat and eat and eat. Now, it's not the most delicious meal. Like, I love a slice of pizza. Mm -hmm. I like a supreme pizza with pepperoni and pineapple and ham and olives and peppers and, like, and some red chili flakes. Oh, I would love to eat that every day for the rest of my life. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't choose to because if I did, then I'd, I'd be a fat son of a bee. You know what I mean? Like, and I'd be slow and lethargic. But in times, if I had a choice to eat something consistently for the rest of my life, I would choose the, the paleo meal of a, a solid protein, you know, something feeling like a sweet potato and some greens, because not only does it taste good enough that I'd enjoy eating it, but it'd also be super healthy for me. Good stuff. No, that sounds great. Uh, with that said, buddy, where can people find out more about you? If you'd like to join us 
and the 30 day no alcohol challenge you can go to 30 day no alcohol challenge.com if you're an entrepreneur and you're willing to cough up your hard-earned cash to, to play it big and to step up to the next level and to quit alcohol for at least 90 days and get into a group of other entrepreneurs who are either quitting or have quit alcohol and network at the same time welcome to join project 90 and you can find that at jameswanick.com slash project 90 or you can send me a message on my Instagram no problems at all if you're interested in sleeping better our uh, sleep company website is swanwicksleep.com and there you can see all the range of our glasses Swanwick's glasses um, we're also on Amazon if you just type in Swanwick or Swanies on Amazon you can find us there and then uh, you can get me on Instagram. Send me a message at James Swanwick. I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. And like I said, you guys are kind enough to be offering our listeners 15% off your entire store at swanwicksleep.com. So make sure you guys check out the link in the show notes. If you want to get those blue light blocking glasses, please do. I highly recommend them. And now you can get them for your kids too. Is that right? So you've got kids. Yeah, we got, we got kids glasses as well. Yeah. We got kids for little girls and boys and, and kids are most, are most susceptible to blue light. So you, if you, if you're, if you've got kids who are playing Fortnite or they're looking on, iPads or staring into screens all day, you could be damaging their eyes for the future. So best you give them a kid's pair of, of Swanee's glasses to protect their eyes. They love them too. Kids love wearing them and you get to protect their eyes at the same time. Yeah. And their quality of sleep and, and rest and recovery and regeneration. So again, there's discount code in the show notes. Uh, make sure you check that out. And uh, that's 15% off. James Swanwick. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate your time. Our listeners appreciate it. And uh, we'll have Thank to you, connect ben. again soon, brother. It's really been a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. I, I appreciate it, Ben. And congratulations on your not drinking and uh, long may it continue. Hell yeah. Thanks, brother. Take care. Bye. Did you love this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show? Then head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a positive rating and review. And more importantly, share this with other men that you know are dedicated to leveling up in every area of their life by learning how to live healthier, more energetic, and productive lives so that they can optimize their health for their family and future. Thank you for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can work directly with Ben, then just head on over to www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up.